This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. And on today's news, <laughs> welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> That's me, Kimmy. I'm only laughing because this is literally now my 46th time <laughs> we've tried to record this. But you know what? Every band has a shitty album every now and then. <laughs> That's right. We are recording in the A to B studios, now located in the A to B bar that's located in the A to B basement. Of the A to B Dutch house. That's right. If you haven't listened to our show before, basically what we do is we have a couple drinks, hence the name, after two beers. Then we chat about something that we think is relevant to the day. We tell you a history story, and then we talk about some news that just makes you feel better about your lo- yourself as a person. <laughs> right, and you'd be glad that you don't live in Florida? Right, they're always a Florida <laughs> one. There's always a Florida one. I mean, I've been to Florida multiple times, and it's a nice place. I've never come across some of these people that were we're talking about they're uh, goodness yeah that's true now we got some big news that i want to make sure that we talk about which is we got accepted into the helium comedy club podcast group which encompasses all six of their locations i think they may even have some more oh nice yeah but we are now a part of that and fortunately for us that also included we got to speak with chris porter earlier in the week Oh, that was so awesome yeah he'll be performing at the helium comedy club this weekend so make sure you check out their webpage for dates and times and tickets. We will be there. Yeah, Saturday we're going. We're looking forward to it. If you get a chance, make sure you visit aftertwobeers.com. You can find links to our social media pages, listen to past interviews, past episodes. And you can also find a link to our Patreon page. Yes, make sure that you uh, take a look at that. Your sponsorships really make a difference. That way we can keep uh, keep recording for you. Yeah. One of the other things that we want to make sure that we do is we want to make sure that we highlight and thank our Patreon sponsors. Yes. Without those guys and, uh, no, just guys right now. Women don't seem to want to give us money. Oh, girls better step up. That's right. Uh, Without them, we couldn't buy some of this equipment. Uh, They definitely help keep the beer stocked. I was going to say, no Patreon, no Patron. That's right. (laughs) No no happy Dutch. (laughs) Dutch talk in third person and get sad. (laughs) Let's not do that anymore. No, no, no. Now, typically what we would do now is we would move into our head shaker moment. Yes. And the head shaker moment for me, I had prepped this one for about a week and a half ago, since we've been trying to record this one now for a week and a half. And it was on people that preferred winter to summer. Yes. And I feel like I have vetted this so much that I even I am bored with it now. You're bored with it. I okay. am bored with it now. But I came up with something just today that I thought was funny, and it was you. It was actually you that were What funny. did I do? So I got time. excited. I'm driving back to work, and there's a, uh, a local park that's two <laughs> minutes from the house. And uh, I'm driving through, and here little old Richmond, Indiana, there's a bald eagle sitting in a tree just chilling. It's a big one, too. It is. And I'm excited. I'm like, holy shit. That's really freaking cool. That is very cool, because we go down there in the summers, and, and there's a waterfall and things like that, but we stay out of the pond, the lakeside, <laughs> because I'm convinced if you held a black light up to it, they could see it in space. <laughs> and there's like three-eyed fish in there. It's almost like watching The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 So that's what I, <laughs> I, I send the picture to the group. 
And to which you respond, uh, that oh, that's cool. And then your response was what? <laughs> I said, it's at Springwood? Well, give it a month. It's going to be cross-eyed, grow a mullet, and have a hands in its hand <laughs> for a month end. Oh, my God. It's so true. And so that became my head shaker, is that even today, as we're saving these endangered animals, the environment that they're coming into, it's like, man, I, I feel bad. So then I go back there after lunch. <laughs> and it was gone, right? And I don't know, maybe it was chilling, maybe it went to hang out with some buddies. I told it it needed to at least go to Glenn Miller Park. I was wondering if it tried the fish and spit it out. <laughs> went, ew, 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 ew. That's Indiana fish. <laughs> I'm going back to Canada. <laughs> so that was my head shaker is like, even as I'm out there trying to enjoy nature, Gibbler ruins it, but realize it, make me realize again just how infected our local areas are by pollution. Uh. Bless its heart. Oh, well, it's going to have three or four here in a little bit. <laughs> Bless its hearts. <laughs> it's going to be flying all crazy. Barf- it's going to be flying and be like, hey, y'all. <laughs> it's going to be barking at people. <laughs> That's true. It's going to have so much chemical burn. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be trying to sell smack on the street. <laughs> it's going to... Hey, you guys want to buy an it's eight ball? It's going to look like a vulture hanging out with them. Be like, what's up, man? If it hangs out in this town very long, it's going to be overweight. <laughs> it won't be able to fly right. It's going to have a syringe stuck in one of its talons. <laughs> Holding a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, if that doesn't lead us into A to B history, I don't know what will. <laughs> America. <laughs> America. So we are jumping now into the A to B history wagon. What are we going to do with it this week? We gotta do something know. fun. I think because of the the holiday, we need to put like a, a light up wreath on it or something. We should put or in it a real head of a deer on the front <laughs> with a and put a red light up nose on it. Yeah, like people put them on their walls. It's like Boss Hog with his antlers. <laughs> yeah, I never. That's <laughs> another the horns one. on the front. Can we go back to the animals because I've got another one for my head shaker, <laughs> and I struggle with this one, and it happens every year at this time. I have got no problem if you want to go out and shoot a deer to make food for your family. Yeah. Right? Do I have to see all these dead animal carcasses <laughs> on Facebook? Yeah. And people just put these pictures, and people love them no, and there heart are, them. There and- have been a couple times when somebody has been like coyote hunting, and they post the picture, and I'm like, oh my God, they hit a dog on their way to work or something. But no, they were actually hunting coyotes. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a buddy of ours that's on Facebook that likes to kill all kinds of things. And put it on there. Lately, he's been trapping trap beaver. I knew exactly who you were talking yeah. about because I was like, oh, my God. They're probably dead animal carcasses all over that house. I, I believe so. Hanging on the wall. Yeah, but I'm sure that there is plenty in the, the freezer as well. Yeah, but. I know that. I just, I don't, did you had an ex-husband that hung a deer head, didn't he? Oh, yeah. What the hell's the point? I remember making rabbit and squirrel and everything. Cooking's one thing, but to hang the dead animal head on a wall, I don't follow. I, I get that it's a trophy, but, you know, that's what pictures are for. I guess I don't even know that. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I got shamed because I tried to put lights around its antlers or or yeah, whatever. That got you shamed? Oh, yeah. Not the dead animal carcass right. that has been mounted to and your wall? And I'm like, wall. the thing is creepy. It like keeps watching me walk across the room because their eyes are fake, obviously. And I'm like, ooh, it's like real glary. All right, so we're jumping in the A to B history wagon, and we're going to tell our history story for the week. 
We're going to set the flux capacitor to the day before Thanksgiving in 1971. All right. All right. We're at the Portland Airport boarding a plane for a 37-minute flight to Seattle. There's 37 uh, minutes? 37 minutes. You could probably drive there faster than it takes to like yeah. get I, boarded, go through the air, airports and all that stuff. It, well, not back then. Oh, that's true. Back then, you could take target practice on the plane <laughs> while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Nobody thought nothing about they it. They had ashtrays on like, <laughs> literally, the seats. Yeah. Literally. And we're going to talk about that. The story this week involves a guy on an airplane who was actually smoking during the flight, but it was okay back then. Okay. So I looked it up. It was like three hours to drive it because that was the first thought I had. It's like flying from Indianapolis to Chicago. Right. So uh, we're in the early 70s, as we said. There's giant shirt collars everywhere, giant sideburns, <laughs> shirts that are buttoned down to here. Lots of polyester. Lots of hair coming out. Oh, yeah. Male. Showing off the chest front. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful time. We take our seat. We light a cigarette. And we slap the stewardess on the ass. <laughs> because it's the 70s and we were allowed to do those back then for some reason. <laughs> you talk about white privilege. You just have to go back to videos of the early 70s. Smoking on an airplane. Yes. That blows my mind. Now, you work in an office that I used to work in before they told me not to come back there anymore. And <laughs> there's stories about people that would sit in the office and smoke through the 80s. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine sitting next to a chain smoker that smokes all day long and you're sitting there at work? My, f- like... My previous job, prior to this, like that was one of the biggest things. Is the person that I was replacing was the uh, chain smoker, and, and they smoked they, in the office. And, oh, we ended up repainting the office, and like it took like three years to be able to get the smoke smell out of that office. I just, I just can't imagine being at work and somebody smoking sitting next to me. It's so weird. Oh, and so flying, you're sitting in a basically a big metal tube. <laughs> That's just recycling the same butt farts smells and, and bad food and cigarette smoke now. And you're flying. Can you imagine flying overseas and it was like an eight-hour flight? And oh, people man. were just smoking and farting and shitting the whole time? <laughs> it would have been the worst thing ever. It would have been horrible. That's why people didn't travel as much yeah. back then. Well, we're sitting in this airplane. It's a 737. As I mentioned, it's a quick flight from Portland to Seattle. And sitting across from us in the back row in the middle seat... With the row all to himself is the whitest guy ever. Yeah? Yeah, he's just under six foot tall. He weighs approximately 170 pounds. He's wearing a black business suit, a white shirt, a black tie, and sunglasses. Sunglasses? Yeah, he's like Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black. There we go. <laughs> he's, he's uh, He didn't he, want to be noticed. No, not at all. Not at all. He was drinking a bourbon and soda, and he carried a briefcase and a paper sack. Paper sack. Paper sack. It probably had a sandwich in it or something. Oh, okay. Sandwich. Sandwich. Like his idea of having fun was like playing cribbage with mother at the cottage in oh, the wow. fall. <laughs> so he's sitting there and you see his plane ticket and his plane ticket says Dan Cooper. Oh, Dan Cooper. Dan Cooper. As the flight is getting ready to take off, Cooper hands the flight attendant a note and she thinks she's getting hit on. So she walks up to the front of the plane and sits down. Doesn't even read it. And when she's walking away, Cooper's like, Miss, I, I think you'll need to read that. She sits down next to uh, the other flight attendant. It says, Miss, you're being hijacked. I have a bomb. Come sit next to me. Which is what? wild. Yeah. Can you believe that they Come had... Come sit next to me. Yeah. They had seats open in planes. Well, right now they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know this can't happen today regardless, <laughs> is the guy had a middle seat 
in a completely empty row. That's impossible. So he has a bomb, and his request is for her to sit next to him. Yeah, he says, Miss, you're being hijacked. I have a bomb. Come sit next to me. And the flight attendant walks back and sits down next to Cooper. He has the briefcase on his lap, and he opens it up. And he had cut a hole in the bottom of the briefcase and showed her his <laughs> oh, little Cooper. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, is this like the uh, it said, Boom. Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> in the briefcase were six red cylinders and a clock. The other flight attendant then informed the pilots that they were being hijacked. Cooper said he wanted $200,000 in 20s. Okay. Four parachutes, a fully loaded fuel truck when they landed in Seattle. He wanted the plane to be filled back up. Okay. Okay. They had to gather the stuff. The FBI was working on it. They flew the plane around for two hours to buy them time. But the pilot came over and told all the passengers that they were flying around because they were having a mechanical issue, nothing to worry about, and they'd be landing soon. Okay. Got me so far? Yep. So, like a pimp, <laughs> Cooper orders a second bourbon, and he just keeps smoking. And he has the, the stewardess light the cigarettes for him. Still with his sunglasses on. Yeah, just chilling, you know, right. future's so bright. That's, <laughs> that's how he was rolling. He's like, I'm getting ready to have yeah. 200 grand. They get to Seattle, and the plane lands. And they bring in the money, and they show it to Cooper. And the stewardess says, now that we've got the money, do you mind if we let the passengers off? He's like, yeah, that's fine. All the passengers go off the plane. He lets off some of the flight team or staff as well. There's only like three left. And then they take off. That's part of his plan. His plan was that he wanted to go to Mexico City. But they weren't going to make it all the way to Mexico City. They were going to need to stop and refuel. So they were going to stop in Reno. And so just after takeoff, he gathers up all of the flight attendants. And he takes them into the cockpit. And he told the flight pilot... To lower the flight to 10,000 feet. Okay. He, he walks out and he opens the door and drops the steps. They're at 10,000 feet. <laughs> you don't need the steps at 10,000 feet. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's a really good point. I <laughs> the you don't need them. Yeah, that's a good point. The problem was they were going too fast. So he called them on the phone and said, Hey, I need you to slow this thing down so the door would open. They slow down <laughs> and they open the door. And at this point, they don't know what's going on. He's like, I'm out. And it's, they're going 200 miles an hour. It's raining, pitch black. It's middle of the night, and they're flying over Mount St. Helens. Oh, wow. Okay? And then all of a sudden, they hear a big pop, and it sounded like the doors were bouncing. The pilot said, we need to mark our screens. I think he just jumped. When the plan landed in Reno, sure enough, he was gone. And the only thing... Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> no, but like, I wonder if like he had checked. Like, did they check every inch of that plane? Well, I'm assuming they did. Otherwise, maybe he just wanted to make it look like he jumped. Maybe he was a transformer and he turned into a seat. Oh shush! <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna throw out weird possibilities, I want. I'm to just be... saying. <laughs> maybe he was a shapeshifter and he turned into something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, the only remaining thing on the plane, not being Cooper himself, <laughs> was a clip-on tie. So the guy was, was rocking... even a clip-on? He was rocking a black oh, J.C. Penny wow. clip-on tie. Oh, man. What was he, like two? <laughs> no. Had to go to church and had to have Early a Early 40s. The question became is, did they find anything? The FBI searched for his remains on the southernmost outreach of Mount St. Helens following a recreation of the jump. And they never found anything. That's what's wild to me about this whole thing. 
They didn't find the body. They didn't find the money. They didn't find a parachute. They didn't find any semblance of where he could have been. And so then, nine years later, in 1980, a boy was looking for some firewood, and he found about $3,000 that matched the serial numbers of the money that was given to Cooper. So the FBI can't find shit, but this little (laughs) kid is like, oh, look, there's some money. Right. The money was found on the banks of the Columbia River, which was actually about 45 minutes from where they think he jumped. So they're not even sure how the money got down there. Now, as I mentioned, he boarded the plane as Dan Cooper. Uh-huh. But he's not known as Dan Cooper. He's known as D.B. Cooper. And the okay. reason he's known as D.B. Cooper is when he first jumped, they were surrounding anyone that was in the area named Cooper and doing interviews, uh-huh. of which was a guy named D.B. Cooper. And the local press agent that was in a hurry to get their story out got the names backwards and went ahead and ran with D.B. Cooper. <laughs> and so it was all so done as a mistake. Really the, yeah. No, it's not even D.B. Huh. It was a guy named Dan Cooper. But but was it really? That's the whole thing. Back then, you didn't even have to present an ID to buy a flight. No way. You could walk up with a cigarette and a Bud Light and... Pay cash. And just hand them some cash and get on the plane. Wow. And smoke your cigarettes. And he had a bomb. They didn't even check his bag. <laughs> Things are so a- different, obviously. Yeah. Because can you imagine flying and not being able to use a phone? How boring. I think about it now. Like, I started flying when I was 18 or so, so I was older. But we didn't have cell phones then. Like, what the hell did I do? Did I read a magazine? We read books or something. Oh, we didn't read no books. I actually still do. (laughs) Really? I'm a nerd, though. How many books have you read this year? Um, I haven't traveled a whole lot, but I've read one or two. One whole book this year? Yeah. Well, man, that's like a chapter a month. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> when I read it, it was all in one time. I'm just giving you shit. My gosh. You just were like, I like to read once a I year. I do. <laughs> it normally is on vacations. Oh, it's, you know. Uh, it's about the only time you got time to read right? anymore, right? They asked uh, if they had any DNA or fingerprints. The guy's smoking cigarettes. FBI lost the cigarette butts, and then they weren't <laughs> able to get a usable print off the plane. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny now because I watch like CSIs and AJ and I have been watching the show called Bull. and We're like, we got some sample of his fart that was in the seat. Oh, well, I think I could do a better job now. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, "Uh, you bring in the refractor machine and we'll get the blood stain (laughs) approximately 30 degrees Celsius at the 80% humidity. He put his hand on the door. He was smoking cigarettes the whole time. Right. They lost the cigarette butt. He was drinking out of a glass. Yeah. Yeah. See, now we sound like geniuses, like we went to like CS High School. Well, you <laughs> I need that at glass. a Holiday Inn Express last right. night. Now, lots of theories, and people have claimed that they were D.B. Cooper. Why would they claim that? Well, two guys did right at the beginning because they were looking for book deals, and they oh. both got arrested for embezzlement. One guy, <laughs> this is my favorite, told his wife on his deathbed that he was Dan Cooper. And so you're getting ready to go out, and you're leaving your family out with, like, a big surprise at the end. <laughs> and he probably wasn't. No, well, that's the whole thing. Who so knows? There's a, uh, a documentary called The Mystery of D.B. Cooper on HBO. And if you get a chance, give it a watch. It's okay. The story's interesting, but the people that think they're related to Cooper, uh-huh. like, they have this guy's wife on there. But she's got, like, onset dementia. But like you said, like, I mean, he was just, like, the most average guy. Well, that's the whole thing. And then there's a theory that he actually had a sex change 
after this and lived his life as a woman. And so that's one theory that's out there. You'll see all this on that, that wow. documentary. And then another one, one of my absolute favorite folk singers is Todd Snyder. And uh, he does the he beer run song. song. About it. Yeah, he does a D.B. Cooper song. So I think that's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the mystery of D.B. Cooper. Longest FBI man search ever. And they still never found him. Still uh, don't know. Never found the money. Never found the shoot. Maybe there's like a bear that's just all blinged out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like leather. and Those $20 bills were delicious. <laughs> I was thinking he went and bought stuff with them. <laughs> you know, like if I was a bear and found he's, a, he's out grand. there wearing Jordans, <laughs> right? And gold chains. <laughs> I'm not barefoot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Yeti's all jealous of my shit. <laughs> all right, are you ready for some news? I'm ready. We've got some stories that we thought it'd be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up by bees. I thought he was just high. You like mafia movies? I do. I do, too. I love them. I do, too. Do you have a favorite? I love The Goodfellas. I was getting ready to say, The Goodfellas is probably my absolute favorite. Departed is very good. I don't know if I've seen Departed. Oh, with DiCaprio? Uh-uh. Jack Nicholson? Nope. Man. I've not seen that one. Oh, you're missing out. That's a well, great one. Well, I guess one. I'm going to have to watch yeah. it. Well, one of the things that I always found interesting on those movies is they would boost semis. Right? <laughs> it didn't matter what was in them. They never knew what was in them until they got them home. Right? There was times there'd be like ladies' dresses in them, and sometimes there'd be meat. or, But you never knew. Right? right. It was like a Christmas present for them. Yes. Right? This was earlier in the week. A similar incident occurred in England. In England? Yeah. The semi was parked overnight on an interstate called A43 near the town of Brofton. Brofton? Brofton. Where is Brofton? It's in England. Okay. I didn't know if it was like close <laughs> to something. Only... No, no. Okay. It's close to England. And uh, <laughs> it's not an uncommon practice for the drivers to pull over and rest there. I mean, we see that on our own interstates. Oh, yeah. They'll pull off to the shoulder. Now, what was interesting about this one is while the driver was getting his rest, some things were stolen out of the back. Okay. One point... $3 million worth of sex toys oh. were stolen off his trailer. <laughs> $1.3 million. Like, that's a lot. Yes. The company rocks off, which is oh my, a great You've got name, to be shitting me. Is the number one European supplier of dildos, vibrators, et cetera. So we're like, there's some of those robotic sex women or whatever, the sex toys or whatever. I don't even think they're those because that wouldn't even, that would cut that would into that. That would only be like five of them. <laughs> Jesus. No, this is just like a million dollars in dildos and fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, I, and that's what I'm picturing. Like, you pull up in a truck, with just a regular pickup truck, and when this thing's pulling away, it has to be just full <laughs> of dildos and ginas. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how do you steal that many of them without having another semi? Come along? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking? You ever notice, like, when something cool wrecks in a semi and it goes all over the interstate, they'll show stories of it on the news? Right. Like, when a truck wrecks and there'll be, like, beer <laughs> everywhere and, and uh, or money, like a right. armored truck. 
Can you imagine you're driving down the road and there's just dildos and and the big fleshlight, yes, double sided <laughs> ones, and your eight year olds in the back going, "What is that?" <laughs> they're hitting windshields as they're bouncing, off, getting stuck in like radiators. <laughs> Blow up doll. It's got her mouth wide open, like looking just as surprised as you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so right now you could probably get a really good deal on a dildo somewhere in England. Honey, quit dicking around. <laughs> Scoot over into the other lane. At this point, police don't know who did it yet. Um, I think they just need to look for the happiest town in England. <laughs> these on Wish and Groupon soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just slight road damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Now, our second story. A few weeks ago, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, did one of the most badass things I've ever heard of. Okay. Okay. After getting hit, he was injured. Right. And he strolled to the sideline, and he knew he was hurt, but he went back into the game for one more pass. Now, it was only one pass. But he had 11 broken ribs and a 11. collapse. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, I don't have that many forks. I broke my toe and like <laughs> couldn't even hardly walk for right. a week. I mean, I tore a ligament in this finger here, in my pointer finger. Uh-huh. So needless to say, Drew and I are pretty much badasses because I type for a living. You know? <laughs> so this is. I mean, my... that was my mouse finger. <laughs> it is. That's my clicker finger. <laughs> You know how hard it is to double click now, but I go through it you like a boss. You can't be on the police force now. <laughs> you got a bad finger. Like a boss. Well, now there's a new member to the badass team. Drew Brees. Me and Drew. And her name is Gina Sky. Okay. She was working one evening as a stripper. She was working her way through college. I mean, I guarantee you, she was, she's going to be the next doctor. Yeah. Dr. Uh, Cinnamon. But now, Gina likes to take things to... Like the top, she she wants to overperform, and she went for a risky move. Using only the strength of her thighs, she sashayed her way up a two-story tall stripper pole, and at fifteen feet in the air, gravity became an asshole. Oh no! And she crashed to the floor, breaking her jaw, <gasps> which required surgery, broke some of her teeth, and sprained her ankle. And without missing a beat, Gina drew breezed it. She immediately jumped up and started twerking with her face <laughs> all jacked up. Baby Ruth. Oh my God. You want to go in the back for a private? <laughs> Champagne room. No, I've actually seen this happen. What, somebody, like a yes. stripper fall? Yes. What? Yes, I was. I was going for. I was in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. I was, I'm just really glad that you weren't going back to like <laughs> days of like 1998. Uh, no, 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 okay. no. I was. We were going. I was in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and right next to Chambersburg is a mountain, and the mountain on the other side of the mountain is Gettysburg. Okay. And I'm like, well, this is cool. I want to go see Gettysburg. It was getting towards <laughs> night, and you got to go. You're going over... to see history, and it made history. Right. So <laughs> as I'm driving along, I see a adult bookstore slash strip club, and there's it's literally out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking packed house. No, no, no. There was me and one other guy. That was it in the whole place. <laughs> so I walk in and I asked the guy. I said I wanted to get a beer. 
And that was really one of the reasons. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I am a human being, but I also <laughs> stopped to drink a beer. Scene two, you want to see them all. Right. You know, I'm like a woman in a shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I go in, and they don't have beer. There's what? a bar that's further down the road that I can go buy BYO and take it to with me back to the strip club. Shut up. You can pack a cooler and take it to the yes. strip club. Yes. In the middle of a mountain <laughs> in Pennsylvania. You can pack you a six-pack of honeys yes. and go see some honeys. Yeah, I don't even know what that place is called. <laughs> but I wish... <laughs> I got to look it up now. Uh, you but, do. So I walk in, and it's uh, basically it's like a bunch of movies and magazines that you can buy and... $1.3 million of European sex toys. <laughs> and uh, I asked the guy, I said, isn't this also a strip club? And he goes, yeah, you have to walk through that door. And this is where I should have been thinking back to like a bunch of Wes Craven horror movies. Like, this is like the hills have eyes, only Pennsylvania style. You know, it's oh, wow. the mountains have cornholes or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I walked through and I literally, I opened the curtain and there's a stage, like an actual stage. <laughs> like, uh, it looks like a really small movie theater in there. But they've taken out all the seats, and instead they have, like, just normal seats that you would see at, like, a 1980s uh, auditorium. You know, like those <laughs> one where they stack them up. Oh, my God. And they're all in a row. Uh-huh. I mean, it looks like they have church service there on Sundays. Oh, wow. And I walk in, and I'm literally the only person in there. And I have a Mountain Dew at this point because they didn't have alcohol. <laughs> and I sit down, and this girl comes out, and the music starts. And as the music starts, she she's climbing up the pole. And now it was only a single story. It wasn't as cool as Gina's story. And I ironically think it's funny that Gina's name was Sky that fell from a 15 <laughs> feet up. But this girl, she gets to the top of this pole and drops just slams against the floor. <laughs> and then she looks up at me and apologizes. She goes, I'm so sorry. It's my first night. And oh my I'm like, God. this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but then I have a second crazy strip club story. Oh, no. <laughs> now, typically when you go into a strip club, you've been many times. I've been with you multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And, I, and So typically for listeners who haven't been, a, a dancer will come up on the stage, and they typically dance to three songs. And they progressively get less and less clothed throughout those three <laughs> songs. Okay? And so by the end of it, you know, the pervert row is all loaded up with creep bags that are throwing singles up and calling their wives and telling them that the conference they're at is going well and, and that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? Well, we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Music alone wasn't enough. These women, shit you not, sang oh. karaoke. While they got naked. Shut up. So the whole time they're up there peeling clothes and, you know, dropping. So this is like uh, coyote ugly on crack. Yeah, but, well, it's it definitely on crack. Oh. <laughs> I was in Hot Springs, in Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is recently in Hot Springs, a police officer pulled over a 29-year-old, Elizabeth Marie Catlett, for driving without headlights. Okay. Now, while doing the search... They found some baggies in Elizabeth's pockets. But fortunately, they weren't hers. Now, she doesn't know how they got there, and she doesn't know who (laughs) put them there, but they were somehow in her pockets. But then she went out on a limb and did something that was very nice. She predicted to the police officer that she was going to fail the drug tests. 
What? Yeah. And after a few sobriety tests, much like high school, Elizabeth failed. (laughs) (laughs) Her reasoning, and this is true, she had just visited her brother in hospital, but her brother had fed her a meth sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> she claims that the he reason fed her a meth sandwich. Sandwich that she was in the hospital, and she had eaten a meth sandwich, and that's the reason that she was fucked up. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that M did not stand for mayo. No, it was meth. Despite this being that's her first up. offense, Elizabeth is looking at sixteen years behind bars for possession and purpose to deliver because of some headlights. Yes. And a brother and a mess sandwich up. and a messed up sandwich. <laughs> oh, uh, liked your transition there on that Arkansas yeah. though. You like that? Yeah. yeah, I did that just for you. Yeah, well, that will wrap it up for news this week. All right. You know, it took us forever to get this podcast recorded, <laughs> and uh, you know they can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We at least get a participation trophy right. for this one for some. Yeah, you know what? It's like your kids. You love them all, but. <laughs> You know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm just joking. I thought, I thought you were going to say you have a favorite. No, no, no. <laughs> I, they both annoy me equally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Gibbler, without further ado, I guess we'll talk to him all next week. After two beers. <laughs>